So here we are again. Again. Here I go again on my own. Oh, look, I got to tell you, we're doing a take two of this episode. Which the is whole the- episode. It's not like we got 10 or 15 minutes no, in. No. The whole thing. And you know I black out after we record. I have I know. no idea what we said. I know. My fault. It's a take two. We're doing it from the top. Thanks for being a good sport. I don't know. What if it's not as good as it was before? That's on you, dude. I mean, let's see. Hi, Ellen Marsh. Hey, Patricia. You guys should have seen Ellen when she came in here today. It is basically the middle of the summer. It's raining out, so she was in a winter coat. She was wearing, remember the waiters from that episode where the guy fell in the lake? Mike Williams. She was wearing... How do you not know anyone's name? She was wearing those. She basically was wearing like a babushka. Like, Ellen is freezing if it's not 97 degrees out. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm lying about the ember wave. No. Oh, oh, we have to tell them about the live shows. Oh, my God. You guys, the live, we are doing a live show weekend. So it's Friday, July 16th. That show is sold out. We added a second show on Saturday, July 17th at 6.30 p.m. at the Bell House in Brooklyn. It's so iconic. It's where all the great podcasts do their live shows. So we are very honored to be there. When I checked today, the VIP tickets are sold out, but there are about 80 tickets left for regular general admission. Tell the people how bananas the show's going to be. We are so excited. So it should be said, we're in our backyard. We're in our hometown. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of special things at this one. If you can travel and come to New York and make a weekend out of it, we're going to make a list of all of our favorite places to visit. Yeah. Our favorite restaurants, must-see things. We're going to arrange a meetup, too, so you guys can all get together and meet each other, we're probably going to pop in and say hello at the thing. <laughs> It'll be such a blast. After all of this time being virtual, we would love to see your beautiful smiling faces there. So go to any of our social media, look at the pin posts for the link for tickets, or go to our website. What is our website? Who knows? <laughs> what do we do here? I don't know. Is it patrickandellen.com? Yeah, something like that. Also, you guys, join us on the Patreon if you want more crazy content. We got like over 15 full bonus episodes. To download a bitch right now, you get three full bonus episodes every week. You get our monthly trivia. What else? You get to be on our close friends circle on Instagram and just see a little bit more behind the scenes of us in the studio acting a fool. We just sang the entirety of Auto Titsling from Beaches. Don't worry about it. We've we've committed it to memory. It's take two. It's season five, episode one, The Road Not Taken. You guys, it tells the story of the disappearance of Ginny Wood, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And a couple other people. And a couple too. more. And a couple more people. So just for clarification, yeah. we're doing the same thing we did yesterday. Yeah, but but different. Okay, okay, okay. I just needed, I just needed that double checking. Okay. A bright and ambitious young woman vanishes with two of her friends during a spring break road trip. Once you cross into Mexico... You've crossed into the unknown. The search for Ginny and her friends leaves investigators confounded. These are people who do not want to be found. While three families struggle to deal with an uncertain future. This is my youngest child. She's my baby. I have to find So you guys, it's March 2007. We're in Boone County, North Carolina, where 19-year-old Ginny Wood has been thriving in her first semester of college, girl, at what's it called? Appalachia. Okay. It's Appala- <laughs> we did we did do this yesterday. Well, it was an accident yesterday, but I'm sticking with Appalachian. No, you're <laughs> What? It's just in. It's Appalachian. There's no Ian. I don't think you're right. Wait, can I ask you a question? Have you heard about this Appalachian Trail? Yes. That's a th- that's a path in the woods that goes from the top to the bottom of the yeah, country. Yeah, it's a whole like community, Appalachian community. App- <laughs> what? Am I saying it wrong? Yeah. Yes, it's Appalachian. Don't pronounce shame me in front of all my friends. Anyway, we learn that Ginny's doing great. She's a great student. Her mom is like, she was. She started out doing great. She kept doing great. It wasn't hard for her. Yeah, it was easy. School was easy. She made the dean's list. She was doing great. She did kind of struggle to make friends, and she wasn't as social. She was a little bit shy. So, but this is where Ginny and I are different. Yeah. Because, like, I, my big notice, like, why couldn't we go to college and major in social life? Yeah. Because I would have been on the dean's list every time. Girl. I know. I know. <laughs> You know who makes the best friends? Who? Children. Gays. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Gays? children. If we all made friends like kids. What are you talking about? Because kids will just go up to each other. Are you like best friends with an eight-year-old? No, but kids will just go up 
here's my best friend. Well, like, it's well, so easy Wait, for should I tell you a quick story? During the pandemic, Daisy was coming to the office, and we were on a floor with, like, five other offices, and Daisy was so bored and had no one to talk to but us, so she would write little notes to the office, people who worked in, like, other offices. Yeah. And there's this one lady who worked down the hall who wrote back to her, Aww. and from that moment forward, Daisy called her her best friend. Yeah. It's just that easy. Yeah. It's just we, that easy. We would come into work at, like, 8.30 in the morning, and Daisy would be like, Daddy, can I go say hi to my best friend? <laughs> My be- this like 50 year old office lady is her best friend this is what I'm saying kids can make friends anyway all to say that Ginny was a little bit shy but by semester's end Ginny's made some new friends and looks forward to taking the next step to independence by moving off campus in the fall we found her an apartment to live in paid the deposit and found her a parking place we did all that stuff for her to go back as her sophomore year and I I thought she was very excited about it. But she had made friends by the end of the semester. She was talking about moving. She was going (laughs) to... Are you praying? Are you praying? To someone, to anyone. Who's the patron saint of help me with my gay best friends? Yeah, dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away. Dear God, make me a bird. But uh, Ginny made a friend by the end of the semester, and they were going to move off campus together. And so they, as my friend Ellen would say, they did what? They went from zero to lesbian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she had made friends, and she was preparing to move off campus, which I don't agree with. Same. I think you should live on, on oh, campus same. is the best. You moved off campus eventually, but though. I went two years on campus, two years off campus. I was on campus all four fucking years. You could not have pulled me out of that dorm with the jaws of life, No, girl. that's because your 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 scholarship demanded you stay on campus. By the way, you guys, the jaws of life was Ellen's nickname in college. <laughs> How dare you talk about my machine in front of everyone? Anyway, should we talk about the parking place that they got? Yeah, sure. And Her, then I rewatched it yeah. and I heard it. I was like, they did say they got a parking place. The, the mom is like, we got her an apartment. We found her a parking spot. And I was like, people who live not in cities deal with a lot of shit, girl. But I you got to like, find your own parking space? Ginny strikes me as like a Steve Tipton in that way where yeah. she's like, I'm going to make a friend, go zero to lesbian, make that friend move into me. And I'm for sure going to know. Ex- I'm going to lock down that parking You're going to make her move into you. Can you play that again, Jennifer? <laughs> Just real fast. Did yeah. I say that, Jennifer? I'm going to make a friend. Friend, go zero to lesbian, make that friend move into me, and I'm... Yep, you did. There it is. There it is. I, I'm going to just move on. I'm just going to move Were you going to make a list of all the people you want to move into you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like I birthed you. You and I spent the first 10 minutes of you being here talking about, like, gay sex, because that's all I ever want to talk to you about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Do you have follow-up <laughs> statements? Nope. Nope. Moving on. Moving on. Ginny makes the six-hour drive home to Chacoinity, North Carolina, whenever she can, to visit family and friends, especially her classmate, Kelly Gaskins. Ginny and Kelly have been best friends since starting high school. Ginny was over at the house a lot. Kelly was over at her house a lot. And they just typical teenage girls. They got along real well. They were like sisters. They were really close. They just were inseparable. So we learned that Ginny had a best friend named Kelly. And, like, during her first, like, lonely year at school, she would drive home to see Kelly a lot. And, like... Don't skip how far away the drive was. That's How important. far was the drive? Oh, six hours. Yeah. Each you way. Could, you could get the entire Indigo Girls discography in there in that amount of time. You could listen like. to Hamilton twice. Oh, God. Who needs to do that? Yeah, nobody. Who needs to Absolutely do that? not. It's brilliant, but I heard it enough. Can we move on? Anyway, we meet Mama Denise, who is Kelly's mom. So, fast-forwarding what Patrick was saying at the beginning, this case is about Ginny Wood, but it very, very much has to do with Kelly Gaskins as well. Yeah, and, like, we learned that Ginny and Kelly were best, best, best friends, but they were very different, and, like, Ginny's mom's not super hot on Kelly. And, yeah. And she tries to couch it. Like, she tries to say it in They're the very southern, nice way. They're honey. You know, they know. bless her heart. They but love Ginny's, to bless their hearts. Ginny's mom, Tammy, is like, Ginny wasn't very adventurous. Kelly would get her to do things she wouldn't 
normally have done. Yeah. And I just went, oh, shit. Oh, shit, Tammy. The tea is scalding, girl. Did you ever have, like, a friend that was just a little bit of a bad influence on yes. you? Yes. And I remember his name was Luke. And oh. we were, like, I don't know. We were in seventh grade or something. He was a very bad influence. I didn't know it at the time, but I was for sure in love with him. Oh, sure. For sure I had Caitlin Zini, and Caitlin Zini's <gasps> mom. You're going to drop the full fucking, you're going to dox Caitlin Zini, no, right? No, it's not a bad. No, she's, a, she's <laughs> lovely, but she was, like, a, she had older sisters. You know what I mean? Those did girls they smoke? who had oh, Yeah, they did. <laughs> but then her mom pulled me aside and was like, You're a good influence on my daughter. <laughs> and then my mom's like, That girl's a bad influence on you. And I was so torn. I cannot imagine your mother suffered fools. I I don't know how that would have gone. <laughs> my mom doesn't take any shit from no. anyone. Oh, oh, we also learned that Kelly and Ginny were told they have a passion for photography. This is not exactly true. Ginny has a passion for taking pictures, yeah. and Kelly's got a passion for getting her picture taken. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we see all of these, like, shots yeah. of Kelly, and, like, they say that, like, basically Ginny's the smart one and Kelly's the hot one, but, yeah. they, like, nobody really says it, even though I'm sure Ginny's mom did say it and they just didn't use it. You, are, you, didn't, you, you didn't say that yesterday, but that is so spot on. <laughs> because they had a passion for photography and Kelly just had a passion for standing in front of trees. <laughs> It's just like they didn't have a passion for photography. I think that they had a camera and and a lot of intense feelings for each other. And like that's not a joke. Like I'm not making a joke. I think there was more going on here, and we'll get and we'll get into that. Oh, they were both goth girls. They were were both goth goth girls. Um, Yeah, they liked the black clothes and the black makeup. And also, it should be said that while Ginny was doing very well in school, Kelly. Was not. not. It was was it wasn't going as good for Kelly, you guys. While Ginny's top marks in high school propelled her on to college, Kelly struggled through her senior year. She was really smart. She did real good in school up until the twelfth grade. But I think when you get hooked up with the wrong people, you just get a sense of things like that don't matter anymore. Kelly's mother Denise didn't approve of her daughter's new boyfriend, Irvin Williams whom Kelly began dating the summer before Ginny went off to college. We learned that, like, Kelly had been doing fine in school. Right. But then, like, during her senior year, she met a guy, and again, I don't know what his name is. It's either Irwin or Irvin. Irvin. Or, or Irving. Irving. Yeah. It's really <laughs> unclear. I'm, I'm all over the, the Google. It's very confusing. The thing about it is, like, I feel like Disappeared made it very clear. My autocorrect is aiding and abetting the confusion. Right. As is my memory and the fact that I don't give a fuck about this person. Yeah. So, we're talking about Irwin. I'm going to call him Irwin now. I might call him Irvin later. Or who's, Irving. Who's Who to knows? say? Yeah. So this man looks like the human equivalent of a snot rocket. But he has one hot shot. There's one like where he cut, he like cut his hair. No. He looks like he looks kind of sexy. No. Okay. Irvin doesn't have much. It's Irving. Okay. Honey. Irving. <laughs> it's let me not. Tell, it's let like me, Irwin. <laughs> let me tell you what Irwin. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun, you guys. This is gonna be good the whole time. <laughs> let me tell you what Irwin has. Okay, great. The fucking audacity. <laughs> That's what he has. <laughs> Why? What did he do? What? <laughs> did you watch the episode? Yes. I watched yeah. it. Do you know how many times? I know. Remember the last time we had to do this when I was like, are you on drugs? And you went, no, you know what I'm on? And I went, what? And you said, the second time recording this. <laughs> Sometimes I'm funny. As summer turned to fall, Kelly tried to complete 12th grade for the second time, but failed. She was skipping school a lot and wasn't working towards graduating at all. Her grades started to get really bad, and she just wasn't putting forth any effort. And she stayed in school through the whole 12th grade, knowing that she was not going to pass. But the thing is, like, Irwin Irving, Irwin, was a very bad influence on Kelly. You guys, we are told, and, like, the shade of it all. Yeah. The summer before, dot, 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 Ginny went off to college. Mm -hmm. Because Kelly didn't go off to college because girl had to repeat her senior year. And even that didn't work. Like, she didn't make it through senior year the second time. And, like, no shade. I know people have a lot of different reasons why they don't get through shit. But, like, for senior year of high school, Y'all know you just gotta make it to Christmas break. Yeah. After that, it's if you show up, 
or don't. I don't think anyone even takes attendance. Yeah, and it wasn't a learning disability situation. It was a bad boy thing. Yeah. And she was hanging, and I hate that bad boy trope. And the mom, her mom, Kelly's mom, what's her name? Uh, Mama Denise. Yeah. So Kelly's mom, Mama Denise, is like, he was a bad boy. We, she was into, like, aren't we all into that when we're girls? And I'm like, no. And also, she's your underage daughter. Like, yeah. this guy is like, if you think he's bad, you can actually make it so they don't see each other. I mean, that's really easy to say. You have a seven-year-old and I have an 11-year-old. I know. It, it, it really changes when you, you can't really make teenagers do anything. I know. Like, we, you and I were, like, nerdy theater kids, but, like... If a kid's going to leave, they're going to leave. They have a car. I know. I don't know. This guy was trash. Is that horrible for me to say that he's to blame for her flunking out twice? Well, I no, that's fine. But I want to point out that it's Christopher who tells us that she flunked out. <laughs> Christopher says after Kelly flunked out. Christopher! There's a nicer way of saying that, girl. After Kelly flunked out, she moved in with Irvin and his family. Then, that winter... The couple suddenly packed up and moved to the Brownsville, Texas area near the Mexican border. Now that the semester's over, Ginny Wood tells her mother that she wants to spend her spring break driving down to Brownsville to see her old friend Kelly. Then we learned that, quote, after Kelly flunked out of 12th grade the second time. Yeah. Kelly, you just got to make it I to Christmas, know. girl. Kelly and the boyfriend moved to a town called Brownsville, Texas, which is near the border of Mexico. And I just went, what? Yeah. That's like even more dramatic than something I would do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the time that I quit the musical because I didn't get the part that I wanted, but then I begged for my part. Then you came back. Then you came back. Then I came back. Day by day. Yeah. Did you did you fling your, your man purse over your shoulder <laughs> like you did the day that I didn't want to do that scene in college because that's the way it, it plays out in uh -huh. my mind no but i there was a lot of like the flicking of the hair yeah and oh feeling... he had long you guys he had this long jonathan taylor thomas hair yeah. with two earrings yeah you guys the backstory of the quitting of the musical is that i had just come off a summer program where i had played juan perone in evita yeah. so i was a star yeah and they wanted me to play a secondary role in bye bye birdie Yar yarmouth's finest <laughs> So Ginny was off at college in Appalachian State University. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't that. <laughs> Appalachian. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Ginny wants to drive down to Brownsville to see Kelly for spring break. And I just this is where I start just writing, oh my God, every other second. Because Ginny's going to take this drive all by herself, you guys. So she was going to be driving alone through the Deep South, but Mama Tammy tells us, she wasn't concerned. Guess what I wrote? What? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. She leaves Appalachian State on Thursday and sets off alone on the epic 1,400-mile journey through the Deep South and around the Gulf of Mexico. Jenny Lynn has always had a level head. I, I wasn't concerned. I didn't see her doing anything crazy. She said, she said Ginny was responsible, had never given her any cause for concern. I I'm not worried about Ginny. I'm worried about the serial killers. Exactly. You know what I yeah. mean? And like pulling over, yeah. getting gas, dark, uh, something happening to the car. Absolutely. But like, I mean, I myself would not want to go on a 1,400 mile drive. Same. I can't even tell you how many kidnappers have... <laughs> scoffed at the option when I'm the only option and they're like oh, you know what I don't need to kill that bad yeah <laughs> she seems like a handful <laughs> <Please>. sir <laughs> sir this carpet's a little tight thirsty <laughs> So we know, and again, this is going to come up later, but we know on Friday night, Ginny called her mom to say she'd arrived in Brownsville safely. It was Friday at noon. Friday at noon? Whoa. D noon is during the day, my love. <laughs> there we go. Who's your pretty girl? <laughs> she did have to watch this an extra couple times because of me. I can't get that mad, you guys. I really can't get that are mad. Are we recording? We are. I you guys, he just the... looked at it and I'm like, don't fuck with me. No, we are definitely recording. So Ginny's mom calls her on Saturday to check on her, and Ginny tells her, we're watching a movie, I can't fucking talk to you right now. Apparently Ginny's all attitude when she's with Kelly. Yeah, and apparently Mama Tammy doesn't know how to text. <laughs> Anybody could be texting back. Fuck that. My kid drives 1,400 miles. I want to hear her goddamn know. voice. You know what I mean? So Ginny tells Mama Tammy, I'll call you right back. So Tammy's like, great, I'll wait up. <laughs> Sweet Mama Tammy. The next day... Tammy tries to call Ginny again, but gets her voicemail. She isn't worried, though. Maybe the girls went to the market across the border in Mexico. 
I thought they were going to go down there and do some shopping because a lot of people do that or go to the beach or do something. And I kept calling and I'd think, well, maybe she's just out of range, you know. Over the next few days, Tammy keeps trying Ginny's cell phone. So Sunday, Mama Tammy tries to call her again. She gets the voicemail. I do think that, like, Mama Tammy goes from zero to Patrick real fast because she does start calling back every five minutes and leaving voicemails. Yeah, and does nothing else I but know. call. Yeah, and especially because we learn that, like, eventually the phone voicemail gets full and she can't, right. she's left so many messages that she can't leave anymore and doesn't do it. She doesn't call anybody, sis. Yeah, so at first I was like, you know what? Sometimes you're on vacation and yeah. you, you, but I mean, calling over and over and over again. And there was no, like, this is a hell no situation. Yeah. And then finally we learn it's been over a week with no response. I just over wrote, a week. I just wrote a week exclamation point. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. That is bananas. She, I, listen, Mama Tammy, she had a lot of fucks in that bucket. In that fuck bucket, she had so many fucks. I was like, when are you running out? Yeah. Yes? Well, because it gets to be Tuesday, March 20th, like school is back in session at where, girl? Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Appala- Appalachian? Appalachian State University. That's not the way it's spelled. Okay. <laughs> But she's not back at school, and she knows that, like, that is very unlike her. So, Mama Tammy also knows that Ginny's gone to visit best friend Kelly. Mama Tammy has Kelly's mom's number, and is just using it on Tuesday yeah. the 20th for the first time. Yeah, but Mama Tammy says, well, I fretted. I know. And I was like, <laughs> you what, sweetheart? I feel like if you were to move to the South, you wouldn't get invited to that many dinner parties. I feel, I, I think the fuck not. <laughs> I agree with you they'd be like oh ellen hey she got a foul ugly mouth that one yeah all right now we're just hanging out for the weekend no big plans you do not tell her about the peach pie cobbler contest bye sweetheart bye sweetheart what a pain lovely picker. seeing you yeah, the south hates me they're like she's got a she's got a mouth that no, one you would not be invited jenny's mom is calling me at work asking me have I heard from Jenny or heard from Kelly? And I said, no, I hadn't heard from either one of them. Denise tells Tammy that she didn't even know Jenny and Kelly had planned a visit. Now panic-stricken, Tammy turns to the Beaufort County Sheriff's Department and files a missing persons report. But yeah, she calls Kelly's mom, and you said you did a side goog here. Because the thing is, like, Kelly's mom is like, no, haven't heard from her. In the episode, it makes it sound like she hasn't heard from her in a couple days. Yeah, so I think they were just on the mend from having some kind of fallout. Uh Uh-huh. Because Kelly had gone to live with Irving, whatever his... It's Irvine. Sure. Honey, it's Irvine. Uh, And obviously, we're going to find out later that Mama Denise had set some ground rules and Kelly didn't take to those she very wasn't well. A rules person. Yeah, you know what I like, mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. <laughs> so I thank you so much. I'm gonna go in a different direction. Literally. Yeah. So <laughs> Mama Denise and Kelly had their squabbles and they hadn't spoken for like a year. So I think they had just gotten back in touch before this all went down. Yeah. But what they don't know is that She's not in Texas. No. They're in Mexico. Right, yes. Also, it should be said that not only did Mama Denise not know where Kelly was, she didn't know Ginny had even gone down there. Yeah. Like, Mama Tammy's like... I the sense that Mama Denise and Kelly were super tight. You know Mama what I mean? Tammy was like, have you seen my daughter? She's like, why would I do that, sweetheart? <laughs> right. She's like, well, my daughter went to go visit your daughter. And she's like... She's like, I don't know. I've been real busy dealing with this real mouthy neighbor, Ellen, who just moved in down the street. She's got a body for days, but she's kind of a bitch. I just want to pop her in the mouth. (laughs) But it just basically all to say, nobody's talking to each other. Yeah. Like, no, everyone is on a completely different chapter. Including Christopher. Including they're in Texas. Girl, they're not. Christopher, you okay, honey? (laughs) You have a a mother who knows that her daughter should have come back at the end of spring break. Without a doubt, Tammy believes that Virginia planned on coming home. I cried and cried, you know. I thought the worst. And then there's people telling me all these bad things that happened to people in Mexico, prostitute trafficking and girls. I mean, I just, I heard every possibly bad thing that could happen. 
now it's Tuesday, March 20th. And this is when Mama Tammy, Ginny's mom, calls the Beaufort County Sheriff's Department. Beaufort County is the county in North Carolina where she lives. And this is where we meet investigator Nina. She's on the case. And then we're back with Ginny's mom, who, like, apparently, like, called the cops, but then immediately called all of her friends yeah. to be like, I know y'all can't do nothing, but my daughter's missing in Mexico. <laughs> and then all of the friends are like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. None of them were like, oh, sweetheart, can I bring you a cobbler? Yeah. Would you like some sweet tea? <laughs> they were like, here's what fucking happens. Yeah. She's been sex trafficked. Yeah. And I was just like, Mama Tammy, you need better friends. Girl. Yeah. And also, friends, let's normalize not doing that yeah. shit. When someone tells you they're going to the dentist for a root canal, if you had a bad one, you don't have to offer the information. Just you know what I mean? bring a casserole and move on <laughs> with your day. Let's do that. I just love that, like, she's calling looking for comfort. She's like, well, she's probably been sex trafficked. Yeah. Best of luck. Anyway, you heard about that new neighbor, Ellen? <laughs> she's kind of a bitch. Stop <laughs> calling me a bitch. Do you like my southern accent? It's kind of cute. Okay. <laughs> it's one of your better ones. Yeah, okay. You have so many gifts. You know, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a solid B minus, and we're gonna. No, move she's from New Jersey. <laughs> I know. No, I know. Yeah, no, she's trash. I just want to know what the other people are saying on the other side of that conversation. <laughs> Seeking insight into Ginny's thoughts and feelings, investigators seize her computer and find two very provocative files. One was to Kelly, explaining how she missed her, how she missed their time they spent together, and that the distance between them made her sad. She also had a file in there uh, regarding a boyfriend that she had recently broke up with and that she was depressed and sad. So it's at this point that they decide to seize Janie's computer. Which, again, I feel like is strong language. The mom probably would have just given it to him. You yeah. Didn't, you didn't have to kick the door down. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They just, like, turn over the kitchen table for good measure. Yeah, why We're not? We're seizing it! <laughs> sure, you can have it. You can have it. I want to find my daughter. You can have it. They just kick the door down because they just love it. Right, yes. So so they find files. Again, I don't know. I said They describe them as like intense. And this is where Patrick has got some Lilith Fair related questions. Yeah. So let me say what happens and then you can add some follow up questions. <laughs> okay. So they find some files and they found some files. I guess that means. Are emails. you going to say they found files again? I, I, they were I mean, confusing yeah. to me because what's a So they file? found some. I feel like this happened yesterday too. <laughs> they found some files and then they found files. And we'll so then they found the files, and I'm like, why does she keep saying that? <laughs> found a file. I had to say it again. <laughs> Where Ginny was telling Kelly how much she missed her and how much she cared for her, and then another file. <laughs> I'm just saying what I wrote down, where she was explaining about, she had two kind of bad breakups, short-lived romances, and she was sort of saying that she was having thoughts of suicide. Yeah, so that is very serious and not a laughing matter at all. And neither is what I'm about to say. Like, And Mama Tammy, Ginny's mother, like sort of alludes to this again later. Yeah. I do really think that in that file, there might have been something about Ginny's feelings, sure. like her actual emotional like love for Kelly, or maybe there was some mutual thing. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. It feels, and I don't know why Disappeared shies away from the gay shit all the time. It's all I ever want to talk about, Disappeared. So yeah. I, I don't know. I have another spot where it comes up again later. But I, I, and to me, that feels like maybe one of the reasons why she might be so willing to drive 1,400 miles by herself to see Kelly. Yeah, it you kind know? of all does make sense. And if that is true, that makes me really sad. Also, no man's worth it. No woman's worth it. <laughs> right. Nobody's worth it. <laughs> no, everybody's trash. Live your life. Inhale. Ellen. What? Inhale the future. Exhale the past. You guys, I'm here to tell you it's okay to hope for love. I'm here love, to tell you it's is... okay to not see the worst in everybody. No, I don't see the worst in everybody. It's just everyone is so disappointed. <laughs> you guys, it's okay to think that people aren't disappointing. Ellen has been through a lot of things. Ellen has made some very weird choices. Uh-huh. Would you agree? Yeah, say more. Okay, it's okay. I'm yeah. Here. This time I'm prepared. Yeah. I've said it in the past. You have found a series of very attractive, uh-huh. very unstable men yeah. that you have attached yourself yeah. to. Know your gifts. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you pick the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. And some people don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? I think both Ginny and Kelly did. <laughs> so... Your point is Uh wrong, Uh bitch. Well, and I will say, your men are better looking than Kelly's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those bodies, especially. Okay. Pump the brakes, Tigger. Okay? (laughs) 
We know that on March 10th, the cell phone that Virginia had was used right at the Brownsville, Texas border in Mexico. Then for the next four days, there are incoming and outgoing calls traced to cell towers in several Mexican cities. So anyway, her phone was used at the Brownsville, Texas border, but on the Mexico side. I didn't realize that the first time, that she actually had made it to Brownsville and into Mexico. Right. So, like, we know where she went missing. And we are going to be gaslit over and over yeah. and over on this. Like, they keep saying, we don't know. She left North Carolina and she could have gone missing anywhere. No! Yeah. She made it to Mexico! Yeah, her, her phone continued to ping in several places in Mexico. The last time it pinged was March 14th in Monterey, Mexico. Now, this was, like, a big, big thing because we found out that she had borrowed her mom's credit card and she used it once. Yeah. In a grocery store in Mexico in Matamoros, she spent $24. Yeah. And and change. $24 $24 yeah, and, yeah, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm welcome. trying to speak I'm trying to speak your language. Welcome. But anyway, she had only used it that once. So again, we know she was for sure in Mexico. Yeah, and so now like the cops on the case know they've gotta like reach out to the Mexican authorities. And there are authorities at the American consulate in Mexico that like handle any Americans that get arrested or like are hospitalized there. They get in touch with them and Ginny Kelly and Irvin Irvin. Irwin, Irwin, yep. Irwish. All of them. All of them. Mm-hmm. None of them have been arrested or are in any of the hospitals. Right. And now Kelly's mom is like, you know what? Let me just call Kelly. Yeah. Let's straighten this all out. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. She calls Kelly at nothing. No. She's and like, like, I tried several numbers. And she says, like, again, this is where we learn that Kelly and her mom were not super tight. She's right. Like, I even called the number that she gave me to be in touch with her. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. She doesn't even say I called her phone number. Yeah. The number she gave me to be in touch. Oh, my God. Maybe Call it was your like kids. a hotel or something. I don't know. I don't know, a hostel. But this is where it says it's starting to look like Ginny may not be the only one missing. Spoiler alert, <laughs> you guys. All fucking three of these people are missing. And the title's only about Ginny. I know. Why don't we care about these other two people? I'm sorry. <laughs> One more time. One more time, Ben. I'll say it calmly. Yeah. This episode is about the disappearance of three people. Yeah. But they tell us it's only about one. I think Why? they were like, I think probably they were like, ID was like, we did the Springfield three. <laughs> this one doesn't have a catchy name. <laughs> the Matamoros three doesn't really have the yeah, same ring no, to it. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they get in touch with Border Patrol. Now, I looked this up because I would think in my head that's no easy request. To get in touch with Border Patrol? No, I feel like you to, just call. No, to find someone. <laughs> Do you know how many vehicles, okay, in one day, yeah. how many vehicles and pedestrians cross the Mexican-U.S. border every day? Okay, not to split hairs, though, but what about this particular checkpoint? Oh, good point. Okay, how many? It's 50,000 vehicles and 25,000 pedestrians. Well, and this is my question, and we don't get an answer, and I literally did not have the, the energy for the minute it would have taken me to look this up. But, like, do they catalog every person in every car that crosses? I mean, they remember... They probably should do that. Remember the McStay family? Yeah. And they had that grainy... Grainy camera yeah you know so i mean i think they check everyone in license plates and stuff but fifty thousand things to look through daily yeah yeah but the thing that everyone is worried about is the most dangerous parts of texas and mexico are essentially right at the border right in terms of like drug wars narcotics going back and forth so obviously the family is concerned and they were clocked obviously both on the texas and mexican side which are both super super dangerous i have some information about great you want to lay do you want you want to it seems like you want to lay it on us well, we were spe- because we did this yesterday. <laughs> you were talking about why they were so scared that they were in Mexico, and yeah. I kind of agreed with you. But out of the top twenty most dangerous countries, uh-huh. guess where Mexico falls? Where fourteenth? There are only two hundred and forty nine countries, and it is the fourteenth most dangerous country. I just feel like it's mean to say it out loud. You I know? mean, can we? Just- nicer to Mexico? God. I mean, listen, the drug cartels in Mexico go back to like the 1930s, but like with Pablo Escobar, (laughs) the drug cartels in Mexico are not to be messed with. There are 73,200 missing Mexicans as of October 2020. It is a scary place. I'm just saying it's not nice to say it like that. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've been to Mexico several times. I've it's always felt be- safe. Yeah, but we've been in resorts when I know. we go. I know. <laughs> I mean, and listen, it has to be said, every time we say the border, I just want Taco Bell and I'm <laughs> starving. So let's go on. <laughs> so we learn it's been two weeks since they've disappeared. Kelly's mom is now frantic. And this is where we learn Kelly's got a backstory, you guys. Kelly's got a backstory. So Mama Denise was like, you know what? <laughs> you called the cops for your daughter. Right. <laughs> I feel... <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. I'm just yeah. gonna. I'm just gonna spitball I'm, I'm some fr- ideas. I'm frantic over I, here. I'm spitballing. Yeah. Should I call the cops too? <laughs> I feel like I should. So she does, and the cops are like, "Oh my god, that is so sad." Unfortunately, we can't report her missing because she's a goddamn fugitive. You guys, she's a fugitive. She did get in trouble with the law. Uh, she had a simple possession of marijuana. She went to court, and they put her on probation. It's the first time she'd ever been in trouble. Kelly was given a suspended sentence and 36 months probation. But when she left Beaufort County with Irvin Williams five months later, she violated that probation and became a fugitive. So for foregoing jail time, yeah. she got 36 months of probation. Guess what you can't do on probation? You can't leave the state or the country. <laughs> so she's in a little bit of hot water. <laughs> but that also means they can't report her missing. Right. They're because, like, we would love to report her yeah. missing. You sound so nice. Unfortunately, she's on the lamp. Yeah. So we're already looking for her. You yeah. know what I mean? Good, good, it's a good news, bad news situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. We're already looking. If we find her, we're putting her in jail. So, <laughs> so we go back to the backstory, and yeah. we're going back to September 2005 in Chocowitty. You can do it. No, no. In fact, you can't do it. I can't do it either. I don't know what the fuck that town in, in North Carolina is called. Oh, we're going to get so many I know, DMs. I know, but it's hard. All right. Chicago DM Chief. us. I yeah. know you want to. Know. <laughs> oh, so. But this is where we learn. Are you going to get, are we talking now about like how, she was smoking pot and she wasn't nice to her mom. Yeah, good job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really, I can get us out of here in 20 minutes, you guys. She basically was just saying when Irvine right. came into their life, Kelly just changed. They were, you know, drinking and smoking pot and I don't know what else. When I would try to fix the situation, it made it worse. She would leave and go stay with one of her friends. I had a hard time with her. She got kind of hard to handle. Around Christmas time, Denise gives her daughter an ultimatum. I did have rules in my house. If you're going to live with me, you're going to live by my rules. And uh, I don't think she cared too much for it. So, but this is where Kelly's mom tells us, I got rules. So Kelly moves out and goes and lives with Ginny's family. So this is that timetable. So that was about September 2005. And I think that was the kind of point in their life where they she moved in with her friend and didn't really talk to Mama Denise. So I think yeah. that's the kind of like gray area in between where they weren't speaking. And I gotta say, Mama Denise, Ginny's mom, like takes her in because she really wants her to finish high school. But Mama Tam is not a huge fan of Kelly. Not, not the biggest. <laughs> I just wrote, why? Why are all these kids leaving home? I know. The, the Brianna Maitland of it all. I know. Stay I know. home. I know. We can't judge. We don't have teenagers. Well, also, Kelly told Mama Tammy she was kicked out. Yes, yes. And this is where we find out that, like, Ginny's mom, Tammy, thinks that Kelly was, like, she's, like, she was fine, but she was, like, secretive and manipulative. And I was, like, I don't. I don't think you thought she was fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? They also say the same thing about you when you moved in down the block. Yeah. You know what, that Ellen, she's fine. She's fine. I think she's kind of secretive and manipulative, but... little slutty. (laughs) But fine. But fine. What a pee picker. (laughs) Tammy worries that Kelly is a bad influence on her daughter. I found her to be manipulative with Jenny. And I'm not sure what was going on between the two of them or why... Kelly would have any control over Jenny, but she did. This is where Mama Tammy says, like, she like she really thinks that Kelly was a bad influence on Jenny, and she says, I'm not sure what was going on between the two of them. I and know. I was like, I think there was some lesbian stuff happening. Yeah. Because Mama Tammy's like, they were up in that room a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they were always together, always within the room with the door closed. Yeah, 15 years ago in yeah. the South. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe there was, and that kind of like breaks my heart a little bit. How long till my soul gets it right? So we're at summer of 2006. Now, Kelly had been living with Ginny and Mama Tammy and she finally moves back home, and things, not great. To go well. No. <laughs> to go well. Mama Denise is, is like, yeah, I still don't like that Irvin guy. <laughs> yeah. And she just kind of reiterates that Kelly had lost a lot of her ambition, and all she wanted to do was be with her boyfriend. So then Kelly 
moves in with Irvin. Yeah, and so now we're back to the present, and we're, we find out that after, like, no contact for a long time between Kelly and her mom, the mom gets a call from Kelly, and this is where we find out that, in fact, Kelly and Irwin moved to Mexico, not Brownsville, Texas. Yeah. And Kelly does not care for the accommodations. <laughs> Kelly yeah. thought it'd be a lot nicer. Mama Denise was like, you're in where? And she's like, Mama, I know you're going to be mad. But it's actually not very nice down here. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, I feel like Kelly Googs Mexico yeah. and pictures of Cancun oh, came up. absolutely. Some <laughs> and she's like, that looks resor- amazing. Yeah, an infinity pool. <laughs> totally. And like, yeah. you know, the shuffleboard everywhere. Yep. Yeah. And Kelly's like, that sounds about what I deserve. Yeah. You know what? I did, I tried senior year twice. I didn't know. I'm going to get me an infinity pool. Not for me. And so Kelly is just like, I really don't like the dirt roads in the houses. Mama Denise is like, girl, I will send you a bus ticket. I know. Get out she of there. She was so sweet. She was like, I will come and get you. Yeah, and she's like, "Mm, I don't love it, but I'm going to stay. Yeah. I'm going to stay. So we are, in January of 2007, we find out some fun little nugget of information. Yeah, because what's happening now is that the police looking for Ginny and nobody else. Right. (laughs) They're only looking for Ginny of the three people that went missing. Because they they were like, Ginny's missing, she's good, Kelly's missing, fugitive, Irvin's (laughs) missing, and here's why we ain't looking for him either. (laughs) Irvin. Fugitive. Yeah. Good news, bad news. Yeah. We're already looking. Yeah. If we find her, she's going to jail. Yeah. We're not no. looking for him either no. because he was wanted for assault and just a little bit of arson. When Kelly and Irvin skipped town back in January of 2007, he was in serious trouble with the law in Beaufort County. Irvin is wanted in connection with felony charges of arson and assault, allegedly committed with his father 18 months earlier. Yeah, this guy Irvin and his fucking father. Like, I hate this. Yeah. These kids who grow up to be, like, quote, bad kids, when we find out that their parents were trashed, like, they just never had a fighting fucking chance. And I'm not, like, I'm not letting him off the hook for what he did, but 18 months earlier, we find out, that because a cop tells us, on June 14th, 2005, Irvin and his father visited, quote, an acquaintance. Yeah, I have, I have a million questions about that. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, there was some altercation that led to the dad pointing a shotgun at the guy and Irvin and the dad burning the joint down. They aimed a shotgun at the guy and then they burned his house down. And that's all they tell us. Sometimes disappearing can take five minutes to to paint a picture of a country's home or something. And then sometimes they drop a piece of information in 30 seconds and I go, can we we get some more information? I I have follow-up questions. Yeah. Nope, that's it. Yeah. And they're like, the guy whose house they burned down was known to deal drugs. Maybe it was a drug deal gone bad. We don't know. But they, like, Irvin and his dad are brought up on charges. And two days before the hearing, the dad dies by suicide. Yeah. Leaving his, like, 21-year-old kid to, like, basically take the full rap right. for this. And that's when Ir- Irvin, Irving, Irwin, whatever, yeah. he's like, uh, Kellis, sweetheart, I know you're uh, on probation and yeah. we probably shouldn't do this. But should we jump in the car and go live in Mexico, bro? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah, that... <laughs> I Googled Mexico earlier today, and it looks fucking gorgeous. Plus, I tried to, I tried 12th grade twice. Not for me. It's not for me. You know what it is? Infinity pool. It's, I was just about to say that. So we learned that, like, Ginny and Kelly knew about Irvin's, like, background, but they saw their way to loving him anyway. Sure. And then Christopher, Christopher likes to do this to us, where we yeah. think we only have, like, 10 minutes left in the episode. Oh, my God. And- Pull over. Yeah, he loves to do yeah, this to it's us. True. Like, I'm packing up, I'm closing my laptop. Nope. Investigators soon discover another surprising angle to the story. They learn that when Irvin and Kelly left for Mexico in January, they weren't alone. Irvin's sister and his younger brother Hubert drove south with them as far as Florida. So, Irvin? Yeah. Kelly. When they were on the lam. Were driving to Mexico. In pursuit of an infinity pool. There were two more people in the car, which yeah. we didn't know about until now, Christopher. <laughs> and those people were. Irvin's younger brother, Hubert. Who we didn't mention. Yeah. Was one of the boys that Ginny had had those short relationships yeah, with that yeah. she had broken up with. Yeah. Who broke little Ginny's heart. Yes. And. And their sister. So right. it's like Irvin and his two younger siblings and Kelly. Kelly yeah. In pursuit of a fucking infinity pool. And you know what we learn? Irvin says to his siblings, when we find that fucking infinity pool in Mexico, we're not coming back. Yeah. We don't get the name of the sister. Herbert Herbert or Hubert? 
Oh, well, maybe it's Huber. Is it Irvin or Irving? Who <laughs> fucking knows? He's a dirtbag, so trash. it doesn't matter. Yeah. So Herbert and the sister are like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I thought we were just going for a vacation. <laughs> you guys aren't going back? Yeah. Aren't you both wanted by the police? This doesn't seem like a good idea. Right. Where can you let me out? They're like, Florida. Florida. They're like, great. Even Florida is better than what this seems like it's going to turn into. <laughs> and you know what? They were right. And they were right. They were absolutely right. Make a left right. and just drop us in Florida, please. Can you drop us in Florida? <laughs> Lake Bottoms? Great. Love them. Hey, bitch. Welcome to Seminole. Uh, so Herbert and sister get out. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's really sad because the cops are saying to us, like, when Herbert, Hubert, and the sister get back to wherever they're from, for, like, the next nine months, the cops, like, really follow up with them. And, they, and like, the brother's like, I really don't know where my dirtbag brother went. I know he wanted an infinity pool. Yeah. You guys, he didn't. I made, that's just a joke. Yeah. We've taken it so far that it's now part of the narrative. Yeah. Someone's going to write something about this story yeah. one day, and it's going to be like, he was looking for an infinity yeah. pool. Yeah, I don't know. These two reason. fucking idiots said that. I, I don't know. know. But, you guys, nine months after, like, being left off in Florida, the brother, Hubert, dies by suicide. And it just makes me think about that poor sister. Like, wherever you are, oh, my God, I'm thinking of you. Like, your dad killed himself. Your brother killed himself. Your other brother ran off to fucking Mexico. Like, these kids never had a chance. I fucking hate it. Right. So then we hear that, I guess one of Kelly's friends told Mama Denise that they were going down to Mexico to be drug dealers. Right. (laughs) And and, Mama Denise is like, I really hope they didn't do that. Yeah, actually, Mama Denise has one of the best statements in the whole episode. (laughs) She was like, I can't imagine going down there and thinking you're going to step on some drug dealer's toes. That could lead really bad places. She basically was like, I think Mexico is pretty set with their drug cartels. I don't think these kids from North Carolina are going to ambush that situation. No. Nobody knows if that was, like, actually true. But, uh, you know, it's with any of these things. They they have to kind of, like, investigate it or look into it. I just always feel bad where it's like someone heard from someone. Yeah. And so this is where Tammy, Ginny's mom, decides she's going to take matters into her own hands. And, like, the last ten minutes of this become a caper, you guys. Tammy decides to take matters into her own hands. She tracks down a Houston-based attorney, Gilbert Arizola, who has helped out in the past on missing persons cases along the Texas border with Mexico. As a Mexican national who grew up nearby, Gilbert is well-suited to investigate in and around Matamoros. I knew the location. I was comfortable with that surrounding. And I also knew that someone uh, in their position would not be comfortable uh, in that surrounding. I'm going into Mexico to try to find them because it may, like, I speak the language. I look the look. Like, people might talk to me in a way they wouldn't talk to other people. Right. Which is great. But I'm like, don't you have lawyering to do? <laughs> yeah. You're not doing anything legal here. You're just looking. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed very well-intentioned. And Mama Tammy completed her expedited course at Down Bitch <laughs> University, right. and she's like, let's go to Mexico. Well, because the thing that Attorney Gilbert says, like, he's really proud of this brand new idea. He had to right. make flyers with their pictures on it. Yeah. None of this makes any sense to me. Yeah. I feel like Mama Tammy was like, you speak Spanish, you're hired. Part of the lead that we had was that Kelly was working as a maid at the Fontana Inn in Matamoros, and that Irvin was doing work for them uh, as, like, a maintenance person. But when I went to that hotel... The people claimed they had never seen them before. And I stayed there for a while uh, and did not see them in the area. So we learned that, like, the only lead this guy Gilbert has is that Kelly was working as a room cleaner at a place called the Fontana Inn on the Mexico side of the border. So he goes to the hotel with the pictures and the flyers, and they've never seen them. And Gilbert is really shocked. Yeah, he had one lead and a picture, and he thought he was going to find them. Yeah, he's like, wait, seriously? Look at him again. Look at him again. Maybe his name is Irving or Irwin. What about that? They're like, no, no, haven't seen him. We They're haven't like, seen him. Wait, fuck. And Gilbert stays at the hotel a couple days. He doesn't see them anywhere in the area. And I just wrote, because you're a lawyer. Yeah. You don't know how to do that. Remember the part where you said you didn't have any investigative experience yeah. or know-how? Can't be it's, that hard. It's showing, Irwin. Yeah. It's, or whatever. it's showing Gilbert or whatever the hell your name is. So then Mama Tammy was like, you know... <laughs> Come to think of it, Ginny said she would really fancy going to Cancun. Right. 
Which also, like, Ginny doesn't strike me as a beach person. No. You know what I mean? Back to the goth. I, not right. that the goth people don't, you know, the, not that the goth kids don't like a little bit of sunshine, but no. I feel like that's actually the opposite of what they like. I feel like Kelly's got bathing suits for days, and Ginny's <laughs> photographed her in all of them. So Mama Tammy is like, girl, let's just go to Cancun. But Mama Tammy is like, even Cancun's a little scary for her. Cancun is not not scary. It's generally <laughs> considered one of the the sort of nicer parts of the Yucatan Peninsula. It is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in the world. It's beautiful. It is so beyond beautiful. But outside of the resort area, yeah. it is very dangerous. In 2018, there were 401 homicides just in Cancun alone. Wow. That's like 1.5 like homicides a day. How do you do half a homicide, girl? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to finish this tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're horrible. <laughs> so they go to Cancun. They have the local police on it, but they're of little help, and they don't know anything. So we're in July 2007 in North Carolina, and there's a tiny, tiny, small lead. People are reporting that they've seen Irving's car, a white truck with Texas license plates, and they said he's been driving around, going in and out of convenience stores, that he's changed his <laughs> appearance. But how would he have made it through the border? I know. And the cops are like, no. Nah, he's not. He's yeah. not doing that. They go and they post surveillance video. It's not him. And it turns out yeah. there's just a lot of creepy dudes out there. Right. That's it. <laughs> there's a lot of creepy dudes in trucks. What, do they have a fucking mustache too? Go ahead. Kiss me all the way off. <laughs> and that's it. Like, it ends. There's no leads, right? You don't have any updates, do you? No. Listen, if you have any information as to where Ginny, Kelly, and hell, even Irving, <laughs> we'll throw him in there too, you can reach the North Carolina Bureau of Investigation at 252. 252- Two seven five six four seven eight eight, or the Beaufort County Sheriff's Department at 252-946-0101. They will both take any information that you have. And it's just it's just all super sad. Where are they? Where are they? Say something. Say anything funny. I feel like when the two got out of the car in Florida, the lake bottom was like, hey, bitch, I see you, bitch. And Hubert's like, that's not so bad here. <laughs> he just, he just, does, is that a Cosmo teeny? <laughs> Oh, you guys, don't forget about our live show weekend. It's, We're so excited. Oh, my God. July 16th and 17th. There's still tickets available for the show on the 17th. Get them while they're hot. There's only like 80 tickets left right now. Are they literally hot? They're super hot. We're making a whole weekend out of it. We're going to do meetups and bar crawls. And we're just, I don't know. We're going to, it's going to be the best, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you can find us on Instagram at The Disappeared Pod. And join our Facebook group. And join our Patreon. If you want more of Ellen and me, you can get like over 20 full bonus episodes to download and binge right now. You get three brand new bonus episodes every month. You get our true crime trivia once a month. You get ad-free episodes. You get to be in our best friend circle on Instagram. There's like no reason not to do it. Right now we're doing C no evil, but we take your suggestions as to what show we cover next. Yeah. And there's so look on ID, guys. There are so many true crime shows. Tell us what you want. Yeah, we love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry we did this the second time, but it was better the second time. I, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. So Christopher <laughs> tells us that when they drove to Mexico, you did this yesterday. Tell them who they is. <laughs> See, sometimes uh-huh. the intricacy and the nuance yeah. of the fucks that I give right. go right <laughs> over your head. And you, I just want the people to understand what we're talking about. I don't think anyone's even listening. <laughs> the thing is, when you click on this episode on Amazon, what comes up is a, is a picture of Kelly's mom smiling ear to ear. Right. And I was like, I don't know what's so funny, Kelly's mom. <laughs> she missing. And if she found... She go into jail. You know what I mean? So, but she put her foot down and she said, I don't think she cared too much for it. <laughs> that Scream was a scary movie. Scream is one of the best movies ever made. I Fight lo- me. I will cut you like a fish. I will cut you like- Whatever happened to Skeet Ulrich? He got a TV show called Jericho. You can find shirtless pictures of him if you goog. Honey, you know that's not a normal answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I just found New Jersey. I just found out New Jersey was real. I know. No, it's real. I know. Let's just do this for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs>